Hi, I'm Nellie, your host of the Be Well with Nell podcast. I'm here to enrich your life in the areas of health, wellness, business, relationships, personal development, and everything in between. Think of me as your new health and wellness bestie and get ready to step into my world and elevate yours. Let's be well together. Hello, my love. Welcome to another episode of The Potty. This is technically my first proper episode. The last one was just a little bit of an introduction. Um, if this is the first episode that you're tuning into, definitely go and listen to the last one. It is just a short introduction, a little bit about me and my intentions for the podcast. But as you would already know by the title, today I am putting together a little bit of a holiday survival guide. It is December, we are well and truly into the silly season, and this is a really tough time for a lot of people for many different ways. And I have been going through this with a lot of my clients over the last few weeks, and so I thought this would be the perfect first episode to record and just give you some of my biggest tips, tricks, and advice for surviving the festive season. So grab yourself a little notebook or jot down some of these notes in your phone if you want, because I think some of these are going to be very, very beneficial and there's quite a few and you may not remember them all. (laughs) So anyway, the first point I have is to focus on rest. Now, there are so many areas where we need to focus on rest, not just the physical, but of course, physical is one of them. This time of the year is crazy for a lot of us. A lot of us are working extra long hours. We are going around and, you know, catching up with friends and family and being a lot more social than usual. We're traveling a lot more than usual. We're probably cooking a lot more than usual, shopping more than usual, all of the things. And we're just generally a lot more stressed and wired and overwhelmed at this time of the year. So making sure you take time out for physical rest is super, super important. Don't feel like you need to keep up with all these extra physical demands and then also stay in perfect routine with your physical health as well, because that'll just lead to burnout. So for example, if you are someone that usually goes to the gym five days a week and you have had some Christmas parties or you've been working a little bit more or you've had to go out late night shopping or whatnot, and you don't feel like waking up in the morning and going to the gym, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Have that sleep in, go for that nice slow walk instead, go and just sit outside in the sun, go for an ocean swim, do whatever you need to do to give your body some rest and don't feel like you need to operate at the same capacity that you would at any other time of the year because that's a totally unrealistic expectation and it is okay for you to not be perfect 365 days of the year. And the last thing that you want is to get burnt out or to get sick and be bedridden and have to cancel plans. So look after your body. The second one is emotional slash mental rest. So kind of following on from the last one, this time of the year is very exhausting, both 
physically and mentally. I know for me personally, I definitely feel the mental and the emotional effects of it a lot more. Um, so make sure you just really take time out to rest your mind. Go for silent walks. Go for silent swims. I've been loving my morning ocean swims. Not only is it crazy hot in the morning, but it's just such a nice time to just clear your mind. Journal, pull some cards, take a bath, do some gardening, do whatever you like to do. Everyone's mental health hacks are so different, but really make sure you carve out the time to do these things for you, to clear your mind and to nourish your nervous system. If you need to, if your schedule is so crazy booked at the moment, put it, literally put it in your schedule. I'm going to have a bath. <laughs> I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to journal. I'm going to go to the sauna. I'm going to go get a massage. Literally schedule it in because it's so easy to overlook these things if you don't just book them in, pencil them in and show up for yourself. And you literally cannot pour from an empty cup and... <laughs> I mean, I've learned this the hard way many, many times, but you really, really do need to fill up your own cup to then be able to pour into others, whether it's your children, your partner, your friends, your family, your boss, your coworkers, anyone. You can't give them anything if you're empty. So make sure that you are looking after yourself mentally and emotionally as well. And I think that kind of leads us into social rest too. So obviously this time of the year is extremely social for most people anyway. <laughs> for me, I'm like, eh. I am self-employed. I work from home. I don't have no Christmas parties. I'm not having no friends miss like all my families back home in Victoria. So we're kind of just chilling, but I know that's not the case for a lot of people. There are a lot of social events on and a lot of social time. Some people absolutely thrive off that. But if you are more so of an introvert or you get quite drained from social experiences and just from socializing in general, make sure you are taking social rest. Make sure that you are prioritizing alone time for you to really fill up your cup and recharge your batteries so that you're not going to all these social events feeling super drained and then just not, you know, not enjoying yourself, not showing up as your best self. I know when I don't take out the time to recharge my batteries, I can then resent other people when I have to go and, you know, go to their dinner party or go to their barbecue and things like that. So that's so easily avoided by just taking more you time. Everyone's completely different to how much they need, uh, but making sure you really take that time and don't feel guilty for it. And this kind of leads me on to my next point, which is set clear boundaries. So again, if you do get invited to a million different Christmas parties and dinner parties and all this kind of stuff, you can say no. Don't feel like you have to say yes to everyone and to everything like not to be rude, you have the right to say no and you don't even need to explain yourself. You don't need an excuse. You can literally just say, thanks for the invite, but no thanks. <laughs> and isn't it crazy that we're conditioned to just be polite and just go to things even if we don't want to, even if it's at the detriment of our own health? So bizarre. Learn to say no and clear communication is so important as well. 
Communicate your wants and needs and your boundaries with those around you, with your partner, with your family, with your friends. Set clear boundaries with them and really communicate it. I know a big thing for a lot of people, for example, would be having to go to lots of different functions, maybe with their partner's family or their partner's friends. They might not really want to go do those things. Communicate that with your partner. Express why you feel the way that you feel and come up with some sort of compromise, some sort of middle ground. And I'm sure if your partner knew how uncomfortable or how much you didn't want to go (laughs) to a certain event, then they wouldn't drag you to go there in the first place. So a little communication goes a very long way. And that goes the same with family. A lot of the times your family would not be upset. I know if my mum invited me to a dinner and I said, sorry, not feeling up to it, not going to come, she would not care, not one single bit. She'd be like, oh my gosh, that's totally fine. Look after yourself. Come see me when you're up to it. Like we tend to overthink and overcomplicate these situations so much more in our mind when in reality, it's really not a big deal. And I actually found these really great prompts that I wanted to read out to you guys because if you are someone that struggles saying no, you could find these really, really helpful if you feel like your boundaries are being crossed or you feel like you don't want to be rude or you don't know how to express yourself, how to say no. These could be really helpful. So... Say someone asks you to do something and you don't want to do it. You can say, I can't do that. However, I can help you find someone that can do that for you. Or I know someone that can do that for you. Or I can't do that, but here's an idea of something else you can do or how you can do it with ease or something like that. Say no, but then offer your assistance in another way if that's not too much or maybe someone says hey let's get all our friends together and go to this fancy ass restaurant for dinner and drinks and maybe you're like actually i'm saving my money right now i don't want to go out for dinner and drinks you could say hey that sounds great love the thought but i would actually prefer to do something a little bit more low-key How about we just do a little barbecue at home and make some cocktails at home and play some games and just chill out? What's the harm in saying that? (laughs) I'm sure most people prefer that anyway. Or you can really say like, you know, if someone asks you to do a million things and you're feeling really overwhelmed, you can literally just say, hey, I'm so sorry. I have got a lot on my plate right now. I can't be taking on any additional responsibilities. Sort it out yourself. (laughs) basically but just kind of be like hey too much going on i'm not i'm not taking that i'm not accepting it if someone invites you to something and you just want to say no you can politely say hey thank you so much for the invitation but i can't make it it's it's really that simple at the end of the day you need to show up for yourself and you need to put yourself first and that is what is going to get you through this silly season with ease and with minimal exhaustion and burnout. So don't be afraid to be selfish. If there is any better time of the year to be selfish, it's literally now. I know it's the season of giving and all that kind of stuff, but like I said before, to give to others, you need to give to yourself first. So don't be afraid to be selfish. Don't be afraid to be selfish and don't feel like you need to give in to expectations. So I feel like there is a lot of 
pressure, especially with social media, to be like the perfect image of Christmas, for example. I think especially for us women. So it's like you have to have the perfect Christmas tree with the perfect ornaments. You've got to have one in every room these days. You've got to have all the beautiful, luxurious Christmas decorations around the house. It has to be festive, but it can't be tacky. You can't use your decorations from last year. You need to get new ones. You need to host all these Christmas parties and you need to have these beautiful tables set up with the matching plates and the glasses and the serviettes and the candles and the fresh flowers and the citrus fruits and all that kind of stuff. You need to be the hostess with the mostest. There is so much expectation. And let me tell you, you don't have to do any of that. You don't need to have a Christmas tree if you don't want one. You don't need to decorate your damn house if you don't want to decorate your damn house. Like there is no way I am putting any Christmas decorations in my house. Like for what? For me and Aiden to look at them every day. Like no one else is going to see them. And then we're going to take them down and they're going to sit in storage for another 12 months. Like I don't know. To me, there is just no point. <laughs> I know that some people really love that and love doing that. And that's totally okay. But don't feel like you have to do that. Don't feel like if you host a dinner party, everything has to be aesthetic. Everything has to be, you know, beautiful and matchy matchy and brand new and all this kind of stuff. No, you can just throw a barbecue and just put things on a plate and be like, here, help yourself. That's totally fine. Most people don't care. Something I have noticed is 90% of people are normal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but most of the people I surround myself with don't live in that Instagrammable world. <laughs> most people are just normal, regular people that don't care about all that kind of stuff. So don't feel like you have to put all of that pressure on yourself to be this perfect person with these perfect hosting and perfect outfits and having to buy a new outfit for every dinner party and every Christmas party and things you go to. Like, no, you don't have to do any of that. And this brings me like to the whole gift giving thing too. Can we normalize not giving gifts to adults for Christmas? I have straight out said to my family, no presents, no Christmas presents for us adults. We don't need them. <laughs> We don't need them. Let's just buy gifts for the kids and leave it at that. Why is that so hard? Because <laughs> if you're anything like me, I stress so much about the perfect gift. I put in so much thought and effort and I get so overwhelmed so easily, even to the point where I buy so many gifts and then I'm like, nah. I've changed my mind. It's not good enough. And then I'll just go and get something else. I can't fully avoid not buying gifts for Christmas because my partner Aiden's birthday is on Christmas day. So <laughs> need to get him something. Um, poor guy must really suck. Um, but I think the issue that I have with Christmas is the stress that it brings upon people and the fact that everything is in excess. We need all these decorations we need all these gifts we need all this food all this alcohol like everything has to be like more is more and why that's not what christmas is about and we put so much pressure on ourselves to provide this provide all this crazy amount of stuff like for what <laughs> we're sending ourselves broke hungover bloated tired and exhausted 
Like, why? (laughs) It doesn't have to be that way. Like, it really does not have to be that way. You just have to put a line, put a line where, where your boundaries are and honor your boundaries in that way. That brings me on to eating mindfully. So I talk about this all of the time. You can read many, many posts on my Instagram, Vital Alchemy, on how to eat mindfully. I have a a blog post up on the Vital Alchemy Hub of how to eat mindfully, but pretty much eating mindfully makes the biggest difference, especially when you're eating foods that you wouldn't normally eat and you're probably eating a little bit more than you would normally eat. So something that I really, really recommend during this time is to eat slowly. Eat slowly and chew properly because that is going to ensure that no matter what you're eating, you're actually going to be able to digest it as well as possible. Something that I really recommend for people is to take some apple cider vinegar in a bit of water beforehand, especially if you're eating quite heavy carby foods, because that's just going to help fire up your digestive juices and make your gastric acid nice and strong so you can break down your food really well. And it is also going to help balance out your blood sugar so that you don't have any glucose spikes. And we know that glucose spikes lead to fatigue and exhaustion and cravings and bloating and whatnot. So by doing a bit of apple cider vinegar in water before eating, you can drastically reduce that. You can even do a little bit of lemon. And what I love to do if I'm out at a restaurant, I love to just order a little bit of water. Um, I love a little sparkling water. So I'll just get a little glass of sparkling water and I'll ask for a lemon and I'll squeeze that lemon in there and I'll just take tiny sips before my food comes out. And that just helps prime my digestion, really. It's really that simple. And it's a little hack that you can do to improve your digestion and not feel like shit. Speaking of blood sugar, though, the order in which you eat your food can actually make a huge difference to how you feel. Now, if you have never heard about blood sugar regulation before, then you obviously don't follow me on Vital Alchemy because I talk about it all the time. However, if you have a plate of food, you want to always eat savory first and dessert last. So never, ever, ever snack on sweets. So if you're waiting for the main meal to come out and you have maybe like a grazing platter, Don't sit there and snack on sweet foods because you're going to end up super fatigued later on. You're literally going to hit a wall. You're going to be fatigued, exhausted, and you're going to be craving more sugar throughout the rest of the day. So don't eat sweets before savory. Snack on savory things, or I would just avoid snacking in general and just wait till the mains come out. You always want to have some non-starchy veggies first. So I always love like a rocket salad because rocket is a bitter herb and it helps stimulate your digestive juices again and your bile and your stomach acid. So I really love like a few mouthfuls of a rocket salad or just other non-starchy veggies like carrot, broccoli, whatever, things like that. Um, you just want to avoid any super starchy veggies. So like potatoes and things like that. Don't have those first. Think more like your salads and your non-starchy veg. Then you want to have your proteins and your fats. So any of your meat, eggs, avocado, fish, all those kind of things, any proteins and any fats can come after that. Um, 
keep in mind you don't have to eat all of your veggies and then all of your protein you can eat a few bites of veggies and then your protein and then last you want to have any carbs slash sweets so if you've got some fries or some potatoes or something on your plate have a few bites of your meat and your other veggies or your salad first then have your fries or your potatoes and then lastly have your dessert and you will feel so much better you will have sustained energy you won't feel as bloated you'll be more in tune with your hunger cues of when you're full and versus still hungry and you're not going to have any crazy dips or crashes or cravings later on and you're going to be able to digest a lot better so the order of which you eat your food can honestly make the biggest difference especially on a day like christmas day where you know (laughs) you've got lots on you got a big long day you've got lots of people to see um start your day with a savory breakfast don't have pancakes or pastries or cereal or waffles or anything like that for breakfast start your christmas morning with a savory brekkie please that is the biggest tip i can give you and you will have sustained energy for the whole day and you won't need to have an afternoon food coma nap okay The only reason you need to have an afternoon nap is when you spike your blood sugar first thing in the morning with a glass of orange juice or a pastry or pancakes or waffles because that's quite common. It's quite, you know, those are the common things to eat for breakfast on Christmas morning. So, yeah, have a savory brekkie and um, thank me later, honestly. You, You should be doing this all the time anyway, but especially on Christmas. So coming back to eating mindfully a little bit as well, make sure when you are eating, you are relaxed and you are in your rest and digest state. Rest and digest is activated when your nervous system is in the parasympathetic state, which means it is relaxed pretty much. We have two states of our nervous system, sympathetic and parasympathetic. Your sympathetic nervous system is that fight or flight state. It's when you're stressed, your body uh, senses danger. Therefore, it pumps all of your blood to your muscles and to your alertness. So, you, you know, so you're fast, you can run away from danger, you can stay alert. And therefore, it has to compromise some of your non-essential survival organs, such as your digestion and your reproductive organs and your cell and tissue repair and things like that. So... What that means, when you are in that stressed fight or flight state, your digestion is not working at full capacity. So if you are eating in that state, you're likely to feel sick and bloated and you won't be digesting your food properly. And you'll likely not be absorbing many of the nutrients from your food as well. So you can have the most beautiful, healthy, home-cooked, wholesome meal and your capacity to actually extract any of those nutrients is going to be very, very compromised because of the state that you are in so if you're running around and you're busy and maybe you're hosting or you have just been stressed out take a minute before you eat just sit down take a few really deep belly breaths do a little morning meditation if you know you're gonna have a super stressful day and just try to calm your body down and try to bring it back to baseline and that rest and digest before you start eating so that you feel good Another little tip when it comes to food is bring your own plate. I know a lot of the time um, my clients will ask me, you know, I'm going to a dinner party. I have no idea what they're going to have there. 
I don't know what I'm going to be able to eat. I always say, well, bring something. (laughs) Bring a nice salad. Bring some meat. Bring some skewers. Bring a nice, beautiful, healthy dessert. I'll always bring a dessert and I won't even tell anyone what's in it. And they'll be like, this is like the best brownies I've ever had. I'm like, I know. And they're healthy. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm doing you a favor because now you're not going to feel like crap afterwards. You... Don't have to be 100%, right? This is a time of the year for indulging and enjoying yourself. And I totally get that, but it doesn't have to come at the cost of your health and you don't need to feel like crap afterwards. So bring a plate to share. At least when you know you bring a plate, it's something that you can eat. And if there's nothing else that you can eat there, then at least you can eat what you brought. And don't be afraid to, again, communicate with whoever's hosting your dietary requirements. So If I'm ever going somewhere, most of my friends and family are aware that I'm gluten-free. And I will always ask if I'm going to a barbecue, for example, I'll say, I can bring my own meat. I can make up a salad. Like, I don't want this to be difficult for you. You just make whatever you have. Let me know what you're making. I know if I can have that or not. And then I will just bring something for myself. And I'm totally fine about that. And most of the time, people are so accommodating and they will make it work for me as well, which it's like, it's not really even that hard. (laughs) Um, But you do have to communicate this because if people don't know, then they don't know. And most people are very happy to help and accommodate if they know. In saying that too, don't be afraid to say no if someone is pushing food. Say no to food pushes. Like, do you know how many times I have experienced this? It's not even funny. I actually still remember being at Christmas once and a family member was um, saying to me, oh, why aren't you having any bread? Because I was just having like my salad and my meat and potatoes and whatnot. And um, this particular family member was kind of like making fun of me for not wanting bread. And I was like, I don't need bread. Like I genuinely don't need bread with this meal. Like good on you, you're eating bread. But I was just like, you know, like no thanks. And they were like laughing at me. They're like, oh, are you watching your weight or something and like making fun of it? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, and I actually got really fed up because I should just say no thanks and be fine with it. Why is it a problem? But then because they had this smart ass comment, I was like, hey, remember last year when I was covered in those red itchy spots from head to toe? They were like, yeah. And I said, yeah, have you noticed I don't, have them anymore and they were like yeah and I said yeah so that's why I don't eat gluten and that shut them up pretty damn fast I don't think they made a comment about that ever again so don't feel like because someone is pushing you into something that you have to eat it or even if it's um something as much as I know family members can often try to push you into eating more when you've had enough and they can almost get offended if you don't go for seconds and you don't want more like stay strong this is coming back to boundaries again stay strong like no I've had enough I'm full thank you so much it was beautiful please make me a plate to take home I would love to have some tomorrow for lunch but I'm so full and so happy right now and I don't want to make myself sick You can't be mad at that. (laughs) Now, the pushiness leads us on to another little juicy topic, and that is alcohol. So 
As someone that doesn't really drink alcohol anymore, I haven't really experienced any pushiness, but I definitely have experienced moments where I have felt like I had to drink. And that's not because of anyone else's fault. It's literally my own fault, just feeling like pressured, even though there was no pressure. My biggest fear in life is rejection. And so I often fear that people will reject me or think something badly of me if I am weird. (laughs) However, that is something I've definitely been working on. And now I so confidently will just like, no, like I don't drink. Like I'm just going to get my mineral water with some lime or some lemon. Um, And it looks like a vodka lime stone anyway. So then most of the time people don't even care. But if you want to drink, drink, that's fine. And if you don't want to drink, that's so fine too. And don't feel like you have to, I think, especially if you are from Australia, the drinking culture here is so big and you're often seen as the weird one if you're not drinking. But don't let that get to you. Like, honestly, be like, no, I'm just going to make myself a little mocktail over here. Like, I'm so fine. Like, I can still have a great time and not drink. And if you do choose to drink, Drink smart. I mean, do whatever you want, really. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to give you some tips of how to feel your best. And when it comes to alcohol, from a health perspective, no amount of alcohol is good. Alcohol is poison. It's a toxin. But there is definitely a spectrum of better choices and worse choices. And my tips would be if you're going to drink, then have spirits with a decent mixer. Clear spirits are usually the best. Gin, tequila, vodka with soda and lemon or lime or some fruit or something like that. Um, you can get like some decent seltzers and things like that now that don't have any preservatives and artificial sweeteners and a whole bunch of sugar and things like that, which is great. But avoid all those low-cal drinks that are sweetened with sucralose and Ace-K and aspartame. These are the sweeteners that are found in most zero-sugar drinks and foods. So avoid them because they're just going to cause... GI upset, they're going to cause bloating. These products are often riddled with artificial colors and flavors and shit like that as well. So you just want to avoid that. I would always just opt for like a vodka lime soda, something like that. If you want to have a few little, you know, special cocktails, go for it. Be my guest. Just don't overdo it. Maybe have a little cocktail to start and then wean off to the vodka lime sodas. Beer and wine, like it's okay. It's definitely not the best though, but what I would say is just avoid like all your cruises and all those mixed sugary drinks. They're just crap. And um, you'll feel so much better the next day too if you just drink smartly. And a little tip that I have for you as well um, for, I guess, assisting a hangover and making sure a hangover is not as bad. Have a nice fatty meal prior to drinking. So something like a really nice fatty piece of meat or like a steak or something like that because cholesterol can actually help protect your liver so that your hangover is not as bad and also drinking green tea before and after 
alcohol consumption can be really, really healing as well and can definitely reduce your hangover. So try those, have a green tea in the morning, Christmas, and then have a nice piece of meat and some eggs for brekkie and then start drinking and you're going to feel so much better for it. Or just don't drink at all and you'll feel so fresh the next day. It's up to you. The next one is move your body. Like I said in the beginning, don't feel like you need to go to any serious lengths to exercise and things like that. Rest when you need to rest. However, especially when we've eaten a lot of food, just going for a brisk walk around the block, like literally a 10 minute walk can really, really aid your digestion, bring down bloating and just make you feel more awake and more energized because there's no worse feeling than laying on the couch feeling heavy, bloated, full, tired. Honestly, in that situation, the worst thing you can do is lie down and go to sleep and have a nap. Get up, go for a brisk walk. Make sure you keep up your movement throughout the silly season too, because naturally when Christmas comes around, between like that Christmas New Year period, we are often, you know, away from work, we're on holidays, maybe routine goes a bit out of uh, the window. Just make sure you keep up some of your healthy habits. Make sure you're drinking water. Make sure you're moving your body. Make sure you're eating a savory breakfast, things like that. It's so fine to indulge, but just make sure you're giving your body some love as well and just moving in a way that feels good. Like I said a million times, sometimes that is literally just going for a walk around the block. It's amazing not just for your physical health, but just for your mental health as well. Don't be afraid if you are at a gathering and you're starting to feel overwhelmed or frustrated or just anxious don't be afraid to just say hey i'm just gonna go for a quick quick walk i'll be back do you know how many times i've done that i've done that so many times and i've done that in situations where i thought i was literally going to explode and i've just removed myself from the situation taking a quick walk cleared my mind removed my body reset my nervous system and come back and being all sweet So don't underestimate the power of a good little stroll. And that pretty much concludes all of my tips. I'm just looking at my little notes here. And the last one I have was make some healthier alternatives. And I've basically already covered that. I think a lot of people are always asking me about like what to put on their platters and things like that. And when it comes to dips and stuff, I always recommend whipping them up yourself. It is so easy to make hummus for example you get a can of chickpeas pop them in a blender with some salt pepper herbs spices and then drizzle a bit of olive oil and you're good you're good to go you've got a beautiful fresh clean hummus without the crap costs you a fraction of the price uh guacamole is a beautiful dip again so easy to make literally avo herbs spices salt pepper a bit of coriander a bit of red onion mash it up it's beautiful um, I've got lots of healthy recipes that I have popped up on the Vital Alchemy Hub. If you are not subscribed, it is a monthly subscription. I'll definitely leave a link in the bio if you want to check it out. Even if you just subscribe for the month, get all your Christmas recipes and then unsubscribe, like whatever, that's totally fine. I just would love everyone to just try to make some healthier choices where you can so that you feel your best because... I just don't know why we should be throwing away everything that we've worked so hard for all year and damaging our bodies just because it's Christmas. Like there's no, there's no need. We can honestly like 
we, there's another way. There is another way. And I know the last few years throughout Christmas, I have never felt better. I keep up my healthy habits. I don't overeat. I eat mindfully and set strong boundaries. I make sure I prioritize rest and move my body. And it's honestly the best thing to do. I'm going to wrap this up now. I really, really hope that these tips were somewhat helpful. Please let me know what you thought of this episode. I hope that it enriched your life in some way and you learned something new or at least you were able to add a few little tips and tricks to your little toolkit and I hope that they make your festive season run a little bit smoother. If you are feeling stressed or anxious or overwhelmed or even sad or down during this time, I'm sending you so, so, so much love. You got this. Honestly, you got this. Let's just get through the end of this year. 2024 is just around the corner and I love a fresh new year. It's like fresh energy, fresh start, fresh beginnings. It's just amazing. Um, <laughs> I See, did I not say I can talk? I can talk a lot. <laughs> it's so hard for me to wrap up because I'm like, okay, I'm going to wrap up and then I just keep talking. So I'm really going to wrap this up here now. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you're feeling kind, I would love and appreciate if you could leave me a little five-star review because I heard that that is the best way for podcasts to get recommended to more people and a larger audience. So if you guys could do that for me, that would be so, so amazing. And I appreciate it so much. And I will be reading every single review if anyone leaves one <laughs> and come reach out to me on Instagram and let me know if you listened and what points you liked and what points sort of stood out to you the most and what you are going to incorporate. Come chat. Let me know what you thought of the episode and if you liked it. I am obviously very new at this and I have no idea who's going to be listening to this and how it's going to be construed. So yeah, any feedback is so, so welcome because right now I kind of just feel like I'm sitting here talking to myself. Anyway, have an amazing day, night, whenever you are listening or watching, and I will chat to you in the next episode. Bye for now. The content of this show is for informational and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. As always, if you have any questions or concerns, please speak to your personal doctor or practitioner directly.